0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
1: Hello and welcome to So I Go to Thinking, the weekly Sex in the City podcast, where we take the iconic questions of fictional lady journalist Carrie Bradshaw and apply them to modern life and love. You are listening to Secret Service Slut Dylan B. Jones, <laughs> and all the way from Macon, Georgia, I'm Juno Dawson. Hello. Hello,
2: but the question is, do you own a scrunchie? Do you know what I do? Many, many, they're
1: very back in fashion though. Well, now. I was thinking, there's...
2: I mean, we'll get into this, but there's a bit of irony to, catch to that scene now because the, the, the scrunchie is on the other head in some ways.
1: <laughs> 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 With Carrie. The, this was pre-Bushwick era, because now, like, can you imagine, especially in Brooklyn and Williamsburg, you've got all the kind of, the Lana Del Rey girlies shoving their hair in a top knot. Oh yeah, the sad girl, the sad girls. Wearing um, a duvet down the street while they've got a coffee, like the Mary Kay Olsen girlies. Kind yeah,
2: of. a nice Balenciaga bin bag and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and a, and a rollie.
1: <laughs> However, in two thousand and two, and yeah, Carrie probably had a point actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, now it's of course it harks back to the earliest days of so i got to thinking when we used to rate the episodes yeah
2: out of scrunchies four out of five scrunchies i think we gave um models and mortals was it i can't remember
1: that sounds yeah <laughs> um, that's, we do maybe should we should we revive maybe just for one week only we should revive the scrunchie we give, rating system yeah we'll rate this one out of out of scrunchies at uh-huh. the end um, I think it's I think it's a very strong week, if I'm honest. But Dylan, do you have a potted synopsis? I do
2: indeed. So. Um, Carrie and Burger get into an altercation, as we've just referenced, over a scrunchie. Scrunchy. <laughs> um, uh, because Carrie is, has just read Aiden's, Aiden, uh, <laughs> Freudian slip. Oh, wow, We're not, <laughs> luckily, luckily she doesn't do that. <laughs> We're not on, uh, and just like that yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn. my head hurts, my head hurts. Mm. Um... What was I saying? Yes. Carrie is, has just read Berger's book. Is it his mm-hmm. debut? It's not his debut
1: book, is it? It's his new In it, It's his first novel. Yeah, Because I think there are only... But we know. We also know he's won a Pulitzer. So I don't, I don't know what he won the Pulitzer for. Oh,
2: God. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Um, mm-hmm. maybe... You can win Pulitzers for articles and stuff. Maybe he wrote a short story for the New Yorker, like Dan Humphreys in Gossip Girl.
2: Yeah. Or maybe he invented the post-it. <laughs> <laughs> wow that'll bite curry on the ass yeah um yes so they get into i mean predictably get into an altercation about that um yeah miranda is very liberated when um she discovers the adage he's just not that into you from burger um Mm -hmm. and she proceeds to use it um, on herself and others to varying <laughs> success, which yes. is which is a great scene, and you know mm. the, you know the one that I mean. I do. Um, Samantha is, as we said before we came on air, Samanthaing around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Samantha is Samanthaing this week. It's just it's her and Smith. It's her and not quite Smith Jared yet. Her and Jerry Jared, uh, doing very various... outside the box. Yes, I love a man mm. who fucks outside the box. Uh, just doing various role plays. And then Charlotte is... Um... Oh, Charlotte and Harry... Charlotte screws things up oh, with Harry. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, it's sad. Charlotte, sad it... but relatable.
2: Yeah. And in fact, Charlotte, Charlotte's too hard this week. Yeah. She's
1: Charlotte's too close to the sun, yeah. <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there. <laughs> um, I, I think this, this this one, this is a very iconic episode. A lot of this episode has sort of found its way into the strata of my friendship group. Absolutely. There are too. so many quotable moments from this episode, from the scrunchie to um, memes, Samantha's meme about <laughs> I'm stubborn and demanding and always right. Yeah, um, yeah, So much of this episode sort of broke through pop culture wise. And I think that speaks very highly of Sex in the City. That's six yeah. years in it was still having this impact. And, you know, we were just saying earlier that there are a few TV shows that can still remain relevant six years in. Yes, but...
2: I'd be I'd be hard pressed to, I was th- having a think. Um, one uh, that uh, we've discussed before, which certainly is a show that certainly has its issues, but is one that did stick it out for, for a good six seasons is Homeland. If anything, it gets better as it goes on in my opinion.
1: Oh, see, I gave up at season 3. Oh. So I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you what happens. Interesting,
2: interesting. I mean, Homeland's one of those shows that I feel slightly uncomfortable watching for various reasons. Mm. <laughs> um, but, um, but Claire Danes is amazing. <laughs> That's true.
1: I mean, Buffy, yeah. you know, if you didn't have se- I know there's a there's a real argument to say it should have stopped at season 5 when Buffy dies. But if you didn't have season 6, you wouldn't get Dark Willow. Yeah, and you wouldn't get the music. You wouldn't get the musical episode if there was no season six. Do you so. know what
2: I've been watching? I've watched a couple of British TV shows recently. I've watched Back mm-hmm. to Life, which is incredible. Um, which is I've forgotten her name, but it's about a woman who I've forgotten the actor's name, but it's about a woman who uh, gets out of prison after murder and adjusts to life. Um, oh yeah,
1: yeah, I know the one you mean. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and it's Daisy Haggard, Daisy Haggard, Daisy Haggard. That's yeah. the one. Uh, and I've just finished Happy Valley as well. Um mm-hmm. and it made me think I really do like the British T V show trend of just stopping after like two or three seasons and leaving people yeah. wanting more. Like that's that's great. <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. Frustrating, but, but good. Well
1: succession succession is drawing a line, succession is airing now and the fourth season will be the last. So I think or that's... Is it fifth? No, it's the fourth season. Oh. Yeah, only four seasons of succession, yeah, and that's and that's, that is it.
2: I think that's right. I think mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, back to, back to, what was it? Pick a little, talk a little. Yes. Pick a little, talk a little. Episode four. Um, Let's, episode four of season six. Let's start off with Carrie and Burger. Yeah. Now, if you weren't having reservations about Jack Burger after the frog machine, (laughs) you should definitely be having reservations about Jack Burger now. Although it starts off quite well. Yes, with, uh... when he meets the the friends yeah i love i love introducing when you when it obviously i've been with max for years now but when there is something really really fun about introducing your friends to a guy or a girl that you're dating Hmm. um it's very exciting it's quite nerve wracking because if your friends don't like your partner then it's that's a Debbie Downer. Mm. Um, has that ever happened to you? Have you ever introduced someone to your friends and they've not liked them?
2: Yes, I have. Um, was it Chris? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I've I've introduced friends to partners, and the partner has been like, "Oh my god, um, oh wow." But, but um, I don't know. Like my friends are quite intense. Um, and actually, the, the the friend in particular in question, I no longer speak to anymore um, because he was very. Uh, uh, sort of unlikable, <laughs> but it wasn't, it, it's not just that reason. Um, but yeah, oh God, I wonder if it's who
1: I think it is. I think I know
2: who you're talking about. Oh, interesting. We can talk yeah. about it, uh, mm. after the break or during the break, of course, during the break. <laughs> but, um... um, but Chris, yeah, I threw Chris in at the deep end with my friends. I took him to a show that one of my friends was performing in, and all my other friends were at, um, and they all got on very well with him. And we had that moment. I, I love the moment in this one where Miranda, where Miranda mouths, I love him to um, carry. And I think when Chris went to the toilet, like all of my friends were like, oh my God, he's he's amazing. Blah blah.
1: He's such a hunk of spunk. Yeah. <laughs> was there an Australian friend there. Did they call him a hunk of spunk? A hunk of spunk. I'm trying to think back now. I'm trying to re- rewind to when Max first met my friends. I think he met them in dribs and drabs which probably helps. I don't think there was that sense of it being like Dragon's Den, kind of where, <laughs> where you stand before a panel of friends kind of. Um, I think it was, I think he met them in in little little sporadic lumps uh-huh. kind of. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't remember, I can't actually remember the, those. I remember him meeting my friend Damien, if you're listening. Hello, Damien. Uh-huh. Um, I remember him meeting, because he, I think he met Damien first, but I'm not sure. But I, they, they liked him, so it's fine. But I also think it's, And I think this episode captured it really well. I think introducing your boyfriend to your friends can be really good foreplay as well. Mm. Um, It's almost like a self-rewarding loop of, like, people are congratulating you on your choices (laughs) and that arouses you or something. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, because and then when they get back, they each say I love you to each other, don't they? (gasps)
1: Yeah, which, a bit premature for me, Carrie.
2: Yeah, I mean, I also wasn't quite convinced. I felt like they had kidded themselves. I don't know. I felt like they were sort of, they love the idea of each other, but they don't actually love each other, I don't think. Um,
1: and again, we, we've we discussed that they're, they're too similar to ever work, possibly. Yes, um, yeah. Now, here comes the red flag. As an author... Her Majesty's for I'll cover out now. As an author, would I ever, ever send someone I was sleeping with a copy of my book? No. No Because that's insane. No And I know I have author friends who listen to this. Author friends, if that's what you do to people you're sleeping with, I judge you.
2: <laughs> yeah, like no, I mean I've written bits, bits and pieces before. Um Chris has never read any of them. Um Not because... even any of your journalism? Oh yeah, my journalism, obviously. Yeah. Because like, that's like out there for everyone to read. Mm. But like um bits and pieces bits of like fiction pieces that I've done in a similar vein to Burger. Um Chris hasn't read them because I I
1: yeah, no. <laughs> um, I know. So it weirded me out, again, sorry to land my husband in the mix of things. Before our first day. somehow Max had figured out who I was and read the gender games. (laughs) Right. Which I found actually quite off-putting because while it did give us stuff to talk about, it was almost like giving him an unfair advantage. Although at the same time, your book is, it's a facade it's it's a ver- especially memoir you know it's a version mm. of yourself that you've put out into the world um it's i wouldn't say gender games is a flattering version of me but it's certainly a controlled version of me it's the version of me that i wanted people to read um so no that's especially a novel because a novel it's such a taste thing max doesn't read a lot of my novels because they're just not to his taste mm. Mm. He likes super, super high fantasy and science fiction, and that's not what I write. Mm. So, oh, oh, Berger sending Carrie the book with the phrase, so you love me, but can you love my book? Oh, that that honestly so... makes me want to pay someone to kill him. But
2: he is the male, this proves further that he is the male Carrie, because that's a Carrie move. That's what she would do. <laughs> and then Do when... you think she'd already sent him a copy of her book? Yeah. And then when uh, when it's only been two days, he shows up at her flat and he's like, oh, what have you been doing? Like, why haven't you finished it yet? It's 400 pages long. Like,
1: what? Oh. That would take me at least three months to read. That's a three month <laughs> commitment for me. I'm quite a slow reader.
2: <laughs> but then Carrie, I, I do think Carrie she's not exactly in the wrong, but it was certainly a mistake. And she does realize this later to the first thing that she, I mean, granted <laughs> she does say, I love it, but then the first thing she says is is like a criticism about like this minor thing that there's a woman in the book wearing a scrunchie. If Carrie knew writers, she would know that, like, you do not open with a criticism.
1: Yeah. Yes, that's the point. I was about to say, because I've just I've just done this, as much as I wanted to come on here and roast Carrie, my husband just came to pick me up from the station, and I, I've not seen him for a week. And before saying I love you, I was like, why are you wearing a hat? So, like, so what, what the fuck is wrong? What the fuck is wrong with us? Uh, um, should women... Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) The question we will be answering this week. Um, But yeah, no, I think that's the difference. You've actually hit the nail on the head, which is number one, Carrie has not been with Burger for five years. And number two, she knows he's a writer. Um, And she knows he's he's insecure. Yeah, this is true so, because how shitty he is in bed, yeah.
2: Why is she opening with a but 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 then to her, to to be fair, when her and Miranda are walking along afterwards She carry herself, it's like why she recognizes it? Why did I have to do this Crunchy?" Um
1: No, it's it's one of the phrases that I say in my life, why did I have to get on my sassy horse? <laughs> yeah. Me and my friends we all oh, and it's one of the again, I forgot it came from Sex and the City. It's we we've been talking about the sassy horse <laughs> since two thousand and two. You know, when you when you know it's that moment when you know you've gone too far and you're like oh shit that wasn't (laughs) that wasn't cute I was being
2: horrible. It's like why did I take issue with them like I don't know not finishing half of their tea or something
1: (laughs) yeah it's like it's like when you think you're being funny but actually you're just being a dickhead. And then a split and you realise a
2: split second after it's come out
1: of your mouth (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. Um, we all need to watch the sassy horse it lives inside uh, (laughs) us I like the idea that you've got to get on the sassy horse, so it's like an imaginary horse that you have to climb on. And you can and then choose. You become
2: really mean. You can choose to let it run free and wild without you. <laughs> you don't
1: have to get on it. Yeah, just let you, when you see it coming, let it gallop past. So Miranda,
2: Miranda says all women pick; it's in our DNA. Mm. Um, I think everyone picks. Everyone in a relationship, who anyone who's been in a relationship, will pick. Not just women, obviously.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's it's so weird. It must be something to do with some sort of equation with proximity mm. and comfort. Because mm. the only people that I would pick on <laughs> would be my mum and my sister and Max. Yeah. That's not fair. That's not really... The...
2: I was going to say it's family as well. Like, there are mm-hmm. things that... the. Yeah, there are things that, and it's completely illogical, but I think you're right. I think it's to do with being so comfortable with someone that you know that you can be an arsehole to them, basically, which is
1: awful. Why, maybe that was the question, why are we so horrible to the people we We like the most? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense, does it? And even sat here, I I can't think, I don't mean to do it. Um, And I think, it's innate. You know, Carrie mentions as well, you know, gorillas grooming each other in the wild. Oh, yeah. Although that's different. That's actually an example of altruistic behavior. Um, They've done lots of researches with apes. And if you want somebody to pick your nits off, you also have to pick off someone's nits. Well, monkeys who don't pick off nits do not get their nits picked off.
2: Are monkeys communists? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the socialist structure of bonobo chimps. Yeah. Um, so that's that her, um, unfortunately, her monkey allegory is not quite right. Mm. Um, but maybe Miranda has a point. Maybe it is in our DNA. There's, there must be a reason. Mm. It's whether you call it nagging or picking. I, d- I don't think it's, I don't think it's. Just women, I've seen male friends. Again, it's that thing, not, God, not going to name any names, but, you know, it's that moment where you're getting ready to go out and somebody's male partner says, is that what you're wearing? And you're <laughs> like, <"Whoa." laughs> oh, not on today. Um, yeah, it's uh, very that. I think men and women are just equally guilty of it, to be honest.
2: Yeah, oh, totally. But I think there's there's usually one... In in a relationship, who picks more? Perhaps, I don't know. But I know. I,
1: I maybe pick. I think I maybe pick more than Max. <laughs> but Max does pick. He doesn't. He's not immune.
2: Um, um, and then the and then how does it end? Oh, it ends really uncomfortably with Carrie and Burger. Like when the when she like then like tries to rectify her error by like heaping like Ugh. so much praise on him and it's just oh so she, she
1: should have let it go i think so i think she, she basically she just does everything wrong that you can go wrong yeah um i <laughs> think in time you like to imagine Berg would have realised he was being ridiculous yeah if carrie hadn't kept the fight alive
2: but then i love when <laughs> i did laugh when um when he, when um, he's like, I don't pick out your mistakes. And then he's like, nice hat.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a cunt. Yeah, oh my God. And she's like, uh, it's fabulous. And you just said that to hurt me. <laughs> that said, in this world, in this binary world, two things can be true. Carrie's <laughs> hat is horrible. Yeah, Burger is a dick for saying it's horrible. <laughs> so, you see, two things can be true.
2: That's true. And it's like we were saying, <laughs> it's funny how this episode has aged. Like, for the first time, I haven't, I, don't, I haven't rewatched it in a while, but for the first time I was like, Carrie, when she was slagging off the women's scrunchie, I was like, you're one to talk. You've worn a fascinator to a restaurant. So, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. equally, equally ridiculous.
1: <laughs> but, I mean... I do. I love the lady from Macon Georgia with her scrunchie. And yeah. um, I mean, and as well, speaking of picking, Carrie could have just let that one go. Yeah. When when they saw <laughs> the woman in the restaurant and she mutters under breath, she's not from New York. Just let it go, <laughs> Carrie. Just let it go.
2: But I did love, I did love like the start of that scene when they both see the scrunchie and they're both just sort yeah. of like looking at it like it's this pink <gasps> scrunchie in the room. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, so oh Carrie, I mean, teenage the
1: be- girls now use scrunchies in some sort of elaborate hanky system, don't they? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't it, know if that. If you wear a scrunchie around your wrist, it means you have a boyfriend or something. Oh, wow. If you are a listener and you're a teenage girl or a mother or father of teenage girls, please feel free to get in touch with us and explain the scrunchie code. Maybe wow. it varies from school to school. But yeah, if, you, if you, it's like if you have a scrunchie around your wrist, you're taken. Wow. I believe that's the code, yeah.
2: Um, do you remember shag bands? What? <laughs> At my school it was shag bands. So they were like the tiny little thin elastic bracelets that you used to wear. And, like, different colour combinations meant different things. What?
1: What? No. What what were the different colour combinations?
2: I can't remember. They were, like... They were in, like... They were little plastic bands. And they were in, like, neon colours. And they were, like, 50p each from the corner shop. And if you wore, like... Green with red, I can't remember, but yeah, very complicated.
1: <laughs> and they all meant different things. Yeah, yeah. Why would you want to advertise that? I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that strange how humans do that? Obviously, if you're not familiar, the gay hanky curd was through the 80s that signified your sexual proclivities. Yeah. I can, I don't know why you just couldn't tell people, but. Well, yeah, and that's why it's extra. Um,
2: unnecessary and amusing in schools because schools are small enough that like surely everyone knows whether like Tracy has a boyfriend or not.
1: (laughs) Mm. Mm. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, the episode resolves with Carrie managing, or rather we unearth that Berger is actually having a difficult time. Mm. With his book, he apparently it's not selling particularly well and Carrie's criticism of his character. We've actually contextualised it. Carrie criticises the fact that he has a female character in his book, who is a fashion editor in New York, who would not be caught dead in a scrunchie. And yet Berger has her running around town in a scrunchie. And so Berger, it sort of somehow internalises this very gentle criticism of this is why his book hasn't sold well. Mm. But again, so many red flags. Like, is this man so insecure And the about ways, his profession?
2: The ways that he expresses it are just so like, like, it's a rare example of like, I think Carrie was actually being quite patient in some bits because they mm. were, some of his behaviour would have just been like, right, see you later. I'm not going to talk to you anymore tonight. You clearly need to just call off.
1: <laughs> um, like, you can give me a ring when you've stopped being a little asshole. Exactly,
2: you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first signs of... Well, not the first, but like one of many signs of trouble for Gary and Berger.
1: It's, it's there from the beginning. He's flaky. He's bad in bed. He has a fucking frog, frog machine. machine yeah. He cusses out his girlfriend when clearly it takes two to tango. And now he can't take the most gentle criticism. And this is why if there was a spin spinoff, it would be a tale of awful... Decline because if you cannot handle rejection, then being a writer is absolutely <laughs> not the job for you. Yeah, do a different job. Like Christ, um, <laughs> the world doesn't owe you a good review. One of my friends once told me that when my first book came out, which is, you know, as you, you like your book, that's great. Nobody else is forced to like your work, and if Burger can't stand next to his own work, then mm. I suggest he. Does something else. Mm. Um, let's take a little break, um, and then when we get back, we will talk about diseases. If... We'll be back in a minute. Don't go anywhere.
3: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes.
2: Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt.
3: Until you tried it on.
1: hello welcome back to so i got to thinking this week we are talking about season six episode four pick a little talk a little um we need to also address the question are there times in a woman's life where she should shut the fuck up <laughs> and this comes about of course from smith jared's or jerry jared's um fantastic shut the fuck up just shut the fuck up <laughs> No, which you is, shut the fuck with, up and fuck me. <laughs> Before my husband gets home. Um, which is important because consent is important even in weird fantasy roleplay kids. I wonder if that one had to go past like he, we can't we can't we can't even do rape roleplay. Like, it has to be very clear that mm fake burglar Smith Jared is not even fake raping Samantha Jones. Mm. So yeah, so this is Samantha's
2: Um, fantasies and they even have, mm -hmm. I thought it was interesting. They have Charlotte saying, um, saying like, that's incredibly offensive. Violence against women is a serious Mm. issue. Like right after. Work
1: Charlotte. Yeah. Work Charlotte was there for real.
2: Um, And then Samantha says, it's a fantasy. Fantasies can't be censored. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would agree with that. uh, But with stipulations, I think. Um... I
1: mean, it's, God, that's, I mean, that's a really difficult conversation (laughs) to have, isn't it? Because what I will say is, and I think it's true, is that you, I think you can have, there is a, there is a definite divide between your fantasy life and your sex life. Yeah, yeah. And the two don't even need to meet in the middle. Yeah. You know, I think that that's part of kind of sexual discovery, I think, during your twenties, which is kind of what works as a wank fantasy and what you actually like in real life. Cause I think that can be two very different things. Oh,
2: often they're two very different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think like a personal fantasy, um, there's no reason to
1: sense that as long as it's, you know, making you happy. <laughs> no. And I mean, if, if, if it's something that people would take offence at, you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah. You know, I think, um, it's yeah it's it's really difficult isn't it and this is something that you know madonna's been talking about since she released the sex book in 92 you know which is you know you know that she was punished for sharing her sexual fantasies of of which it was insinuated in madonna's sex book that she was depicting rape scenes which she has since denied and mm. yeah and that that's that's it's really complicated because you know, why should Madonna be pers- or any person be persecuted for something that's just in their head? Mm. I mean, that is literally the thought police, isn't it? It feels quite minor- minority report or something. Yeah, completely. Um,
2: I love Samantha um, when she's answering the phone to doctor at that time. They're doing a doctor, <laughs> a doctor role play and he calls her when she's in the middle of drinks with the girls and she says, he thinks I may have the mumps. And then as she's walking away, you just hear her say, yes, I'm swollen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, God. I mean, I don't want to know how that one ended. Um, I like The Accountant. Take the shirt off my (coughs) back. Take the shirt off my back. (laughs) Um, And then we had Secret Service Sluts. We had sort of like femme fatale Samantha. Mm. And this is where things get interesting. Because by this point, if you were like, why the fuck is this guy sticking around? Like, why is this kind of Kendall Himba waiter slash actor, why are we on now our third episode with this character? I think we get our answer in that all of a sudden they expand and d- add depth to Jerry Jared in that he reveals, in which I think is a very good scene actually, the way he reveals he's in AA mm. when Samantha's role play forces him out of character.
2: Mm. Yeah, and she freaks out and mm. flees, flees the ball, which is very... Like bad form on her part, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, uh, slightly, I slightly didn't, but it was a good scene. I slightly didn't buy a couple of parts of it. Um, I'm not sure how long they're supposed to have known each other. I found it strange that she didn't know,
1: yeah, that they've never been out to a restaurant or a bar before, although they we we mostly saw them around her apartment. That's true, Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, you're you're right. It's it's unthinkable that she hasn't offered him a glass of wine. Yeah. or... Um, and I mean, maybe, also... maybe he swerved it before. We don't know. But and also,
2: Samantha would be way more open minded than to dismiss someone because they were alcoholic. But I think it's not just it's not supposed to be because he's alcoholic. It's supposed to be her being a commitment phobe, isn't it? More than more
1: yeah. than anything. You know, he calls later when he summons her out of retirement to be a secret service slut. Um, he calls her harsh. Yeah, and, and she, when she's like, "I don't want to know about you," um, <laughs> and he and she's like, "Yes, I am harsh, but you're right. It's much more about Samantha and much and nothing to do with his alcoholism. Mm. But it's it's interesting. It doesn't really tie into our question of the week about should women just shut the fuck up? Because actually, Smith and Samantha kind of almost have the opposite problem, which is. Neither of them are saying anything as themselves. Mm. Kind of that, that you know, they are. But I think that it's, you know, for six years now, we've dealt with Samantha's intimacy kind of issues. Um, Obviously, post Richard, things have been, she hasn't really dated anyone since Richard Wright as well. So um, it was nice. I guess the thematic link at the end is that they do finally talk. Mm, yeah, yeah. Which is nice. And, and it's... we learn that he is somehow called Jerry Gerard. Jerry Gerard? Jerry Gerard. Jerry Gerard. Jerry Gerard. Jerry Gerard. Jerry Gerard.
2: And yeah, it's oh. nice that like panning shot away from them when they're both like finally talking and, and laughing at the restaurant. And he's in it until yeah.
1: the first oh, movie. For the, for the duration now, yeah. 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 Speaking of, should women just shut the fuck up? Um, we have Charlotte losing the plot <laughs> over her first Shabbat dinner. Oh, Charlotte. Um, her oh, dear.
2: fashion in this reminded me of Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from Drag Race.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's again, it's definitely Patricia Field and Co are definitely doing a little bit of kind of role play treading a very fine line of almost costuming yeah but you can see again so their excuse was also sometimes the women are so high on life they kind of they are slightly cosplaying (laughs) and it feels like at this at this point in time charlotte is really really excited and invested in her new religious (laughs) identity yeah so it kind of makes sense that she's leaning into jewish housewife i guess
2: yeah, I I got bored of I was thinking of our conversation last week with Rachel, um, and I got bored of the constant Jewish puns in the voiceover, mm-hmm. like Martha Stewart and doodled instead of doodled. And by the third one, I was like, oh, like shut up, <laughs> um, <laughs> shut the fuck, up. Just shut shut the the fuck, fuck up. up, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, we get it. You can make the word Jew into a joke. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: whatever. I mean, I'm guess I'm guessing there was probably... I like to think there were Jewish writers working across these episodes. Mm. Um, yeah. But I did, I think... Charlotte's meltdown, so to set the scene, she's prepared an incredibly lavish Shabbos dinner, and Harry comes in and puts on the baseball. I'd be fucking fuming. Oh, so would I. As yeah. well. So would because- I. Because... Because when you've gone to a lot of effort and that effort is not being recognized, that clearly my wife wants this to be special. Yeah. And I am taking the special out of it.
2: Any moral high ground she might have had is completely imploded when she said,
1: Do you know how lucky you are to have me? Oh. Yeah. When she said that, I I mean, even. She, she, it was a really rapid downward slope of horror in that she says, I want you to turn that off right this minute. Patronizing. Yeah. But oh, don't treat, don't speak to him like he's a child, but okay. Yeah. Like, you, like her five matzo balls. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, the, then when it descends into, set the date the day, you know, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> Charlotte, you've lost it. And and again, the the worst part of everything is is like you said, it's the do you know, do you know what people think <sighs> when they see us together? <gasps> <gasps> oh, Charlotte, it, it, it is unforgivable. That yeah. that is, it's unforgivable. Yeah, and it, and, and it, sure it, enough, Harry gets the fuck out
2: yeah and it's interesting because and i forgot this like the episode ends with you kind of thinking oh well we're never gonna see harry again that's it she's she's fucked it um Mm -hmm. but he does come back i can't remember how that happens we'll find out next week but we'll um, find out in a couple of weeks yeah yeah
1: it's tricky because so the the question this week is given after Samantha feeds back the shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up role play. Yeah, um, Carrie, Carrie is so regretful at having criticised Berger's novel. Like she's like, should women just shut the fuck up? <laughs> no, Carrie, women should not shut the fuck up. I think people should should
2: should sometimes should know when to be quiet. Sometimes anyone <laughs> is, I so think, the, how we the, can read it.
1: Hmm, the preamble to the question does talk about when, at what point does constructive criticism become destructive. Yeah. You know, and so is this about communication as it so often is with Sex and the City? Was there a way that Carrie could have... <laughs> oh, I don't... But then mm-hmm. no, because the problem is... So in, in Carrie's example, actually, I don't think Carrie is the problem. The problem is that Berger is wildly oversensitive. Yeah, yeah. I think if somebody had said to me... The, the scrunchy thing. I would have been like, Good oh, God, really? And sometimes you do, sometimes people, you might read a bit in a review and you're like, mm, actually, fair enough, actually. Yeah, that didn't <laughs> Um So, but I think that, you know, if Berger really can't take any criticism, that one is on Berger. Yeah. In terms of Charlotte, there is a parallel world where she was able to have that conversation with Harry without being an absolute wanker <laughs> and you know, really vile. That sentence about, Do you know how lucky you are to have me? <clears throat> is unforgivable,
2: yeah. Um, um, yeah, I don't know, like, and also, like, um, it's important to not feel like you should shut the fuck up as well, no. Um, because
1: this is the problem. Maybe, I suspect what we saw with Charlotte was her boiling over because she's been sitting on it for mm, a long time. Mm. And, you know, possibly had she spoken up earlier and said, although it's, again, we Charlotte, York, Goldenblatt, has already proposed to herself once. <laughs> <laughs> if we remember, we had the, maybe we should get married alrighty oh, moment no, no. <laughs> so um, so you can see why maybe Charlotte is a bit traumatised surrounding proposals but still needs- it doesn't excuse that outburst
2: Charlotte needs to address her issues with um, marriage and the mar- the institution yeah. the institution of marriage
1: <laughs> and why she so badly needs to be married what the fuck is wrong with her <laughs> it's Like, does she need a tax break or something she's like Mm.
2: Charlotte's actually Canadian <laughs> She needs a green card yes. All this time She's been Canadian I'm a Jewish
1: Canadian woman <laughs> um, Let's wind up on the the least traumatic plot of the week yeah. Which is Miranda um, A woman who has never shut the fuck up And uh, we respect her Oh but, yes um, We love her And this week she is spreading the gospel <laughs> The gospel of He's just not that into you.
2: <laughs> isn't there... A, there's a film called He's Just Not That Into You, isn't there? Yeah. And was that after this episode? 2009? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because of this With episode... With my fave, Jennifer Connelly. If you're listening, Jennifer Connelly, I love
2: you. Oh, she's stunning, isn't she, Jennifer mm-hmm.
1: Connelly? I just want um, to be Jennifer Connelly.
2: Yeah, that hair. Oh, um, No, muckle fat. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but and it, it's when... So it's when Burger is sitting with the ladies and Mm -hmm. Miranda says, we'd love a male perspective on this because they're discussing Mm -hmm. a guy who hasn't called Miranda back. And Berg is like, no, there's no reason a guy wouldn't come up. He's just not that into you. Um, I think Berg is is definitely wrong there. Um, But Miranda sees it as this like revelation and she finds it very refreshing.
1: Because we've, of course, we've had it before with Aiden. If you remember, Aiden wouldn't sleep with Carrie (laughs) Mm. Um and she she believes she realizes she's been starved of romance. Mm. Um so we know, and maybe maybe Carrie could have actually know she wouldn't have brought up an ex in front of Berger but she might have mentioned that one to Miranda. I think Berger has a point to a degree, but of course the problem is extenuating circumstances, which sometimes genuinely you might have a really early flight. Or you might yeah. have, as we learn later in the Diarrhea episode, IBS.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could oh, be, no. there could be any number of reasons. Do you know what that their conversation reminded me of though, a little bit with Burger was, mm-hmm. I was trying to think what it reminded me of. And it was when me and you had Joel Golby on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Joel Golby, dare I say it, is a little bit of a Jackberg. <laughs> oh,
1: luckily, Joel will not be listening to this episode or know who Jackberg is. Yeah, was. he wouldn't know what it meant if he was. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, but it's, it's very funny when Miranda kind of like, because Carrie's like, oh, I'm so sorry, don't listen to him. And Miranda's like, no, I love it. He's just not that into you.
1: <laughs> He's just not that into you. And she accosts... It is, I mean, that is very good therapy advice because of course it takes... It means Miranda no longer has to internalize the actions of men, which I would say to anybody who dates men out there listening to this, which is, (laughs) it's not you, it's him. And and actually, if you can, rather than spending your time wondering why somebody hasn't replied to a WhatsApp, it's better to go, do you know what? It's nothing to do with me. Yeah. It's just on him. It's man. And I need someone <laughs> who I need someone who is gonna rate me, yeah. kind of. Um I thought it was
2: a very clever, like, meta moment when Miranda's like, but I've spent my whole life deciphering mixed messages. And <laughs> Carrie's like, I've made a career of it. And then you realise like, <laughs> Berger has just like blown Sex and the City's whole premise out of the water. <laughs> and they're all mm-hmm. just like,
1: oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> He's just not that into you. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something into it. I do think there's something into it. And I think this mantra, whether it was, whether whether it originated in Sex and the City or not, while it's incredibly pop psychology... I think there's something to it, which is if a man is being elusive, either he's a wreck or he's just not that into you. Yeah. Because I think when a guy and, and you you're not gonna you're not gonna convince a man to be into you. No. And I think that's the important thing as well. There's nothing you can do, so don't do it.
2: Yeah. And it's basically yeah, it's basically just saying like, accept it and move on. Just like Don't waste your time. Move on. Yeah.
1: yeah. However, When Miranda tries to pass this mantra along to some young women on the steps, it was very Gossip Girl. It was the steps. Was it? Was it outside the Met or were they outside New York Library? I think it might have been New York Central Library, actually. I
2: was trying to work out if it was the Met steps because I was like, "Where's the one of them's going to have a pot of yogurt?" So Miranda, yeah, I don't think
1: it was. I think it might have been New York Central Library, which is of course where Carrie gets jilted in a Uh. couple of years. But um, um. I think she, she passes it on and it doesn't go down well. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> yeah, bitch. I was gonna say it's such it is a shame that we see so few speaking black women of colour. Yeah. It's a bit it's a bit of a shame that while she was a young professional well, there were there were two women of colour. They were both young professional women, but it was a little bit a little bit of its time. Yes. But, um, yeah. But, uh, but I did who like... are we? <laughs> Who are we to comment I
2: don't know I, I did love them
1: though Who the hell asked her <laughs> Yeah Bitch Yeah, um, It doesn't go down well But I love that Miranda walks away So like, pleased yeah. So pleased with herself I've just saved these two young women <laughs> Ten years of their life He's just not that into you um, shout out for Miranda's blueberry as well, obviously. Oh yes. A blackberry, blackberry. What's a blueberry? <laughs> oh my god, she's she doesn't have a blueberry. She has a blackberry um, or a palm pilot or whatever they call them. Um
2: the the fashion. Sorry, Patricia Field. The fashion in this episode, I wasn't keen on. Do you know what the worst? Can you guess what my absolute? I, th- I think I think so. The holes in the tights. Carried yes! outfit, yes. No, they
1: were knee pads, the knee they pads. They were knee on pads, the were they? Knee pads I thought with they the were the Gilet.
2: And the short and the baggy safari shorts. No. Uh, Ooh,
1: yeah. God.
2: Horrific. <laughs> Samantha was in like there was one Samantha outfit that I was like, that's gorgeous. But even a lot of Samantha's outfits, but fair enough she was role playing, I guess. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it was not a sorry Pat. <laughs> no, the the knee pads on the leggings oh. with the with the like anglers. Body warmer, no. like you. I would expect to see that on some awful person getting out of a Chelsea tractor. <laughs> kind of. Ugh. Miranda, Miranda Absolutely. looked,
2: Miranda looked stunning actually in the opening drinks scene. Mm-hmm. I think she was wearing like a red halterneck creation. It's
1: interesting how, as the season goes on, Cynthia Nixon looked more and more stunning. Mm. Mm. throughout it's it's interesting how they I wonder if it was just that sense of working with the hair and makeup and clothing team for as long as they did over those six years. Mm. They just found out what worked for her, I guess. But mm. yeah, Miranda looks radiant. yeah, yeah and um, so in conclusion, Dylan, are there times when women should just shut the fuck up?
2: Never. Not specifically never. women. Never. Never. But never. Should... However, <laughs> should some of us of all genders learn to mute ourselves sometimes?
1: Perhaps. <laughs> also, so much is about tone. Yeah. Charlotte's, Charlotte's insane rant at Harry could have come out very differently if she'd said, Please turn off the baseball because I would really like to have a serious conversation about Mm. our future. Mm. I feel I'm working really, really hard on this. You know, I've put in... (laughs) I've put in a lot of effort. I give up Christ for you, <laughs> one of my fake can <laughs> mean my friend Beth. Hi Beth, if you're listening. We we do. We enjoy that line. I give up Christ for you, take out the trash. Um mm-hmm. but for her sake, I feel I'm i I feel like I've put in a lot to this relationship and I need to know at this stage that it's mutual and that you are as committed to this relationship as I have been. That is a very different conversation. You said the day Said the day <laughs> um, I, need, I
2: need a gif of you doing that On the like, on Zoom. <laughs> You just
1: you just missed my amazing Charlotte impression I think mine was a bit more like a fraggle Than it was Kristen Davis It was but. like a Muppet <laughs> Yeah thanks I try, I try Like who are my role models Muppets <laughs> Jennifer Connolly. I mean, um, there are worse. There are wor- much worse role models to have than that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so no, I, I do not think that women should shut the fuck up. I think we all need to approach each other with compassion. Mm. And I'm a, but, but it's. I don't like arguing. I hate it. Same. I'm a. i, I'm I would. A I would go to great lengths to avoid an argument. So. I'm a conflict. A conflict phobe for sure. Mm. Yeah. However, I do like to pick <laughs> I, mean, I just know Max is in the next room Saying <laughs> <laughs> um, um, But yeah, don't pick a little Just talk a little Yeah, that's a good Don't pick a little And again <laughs> To finish off, Dylan, how many scrunchies?
2: Uh, um, oh, I think
1: four Out of five I'm going to say five Really? I, uh... I think this is there is nothing about this episode, other than the fact I hate Burger, there is nothing about this episode I wouldn't improve. Is it in the... Because it got me in the feels. Oh, like the Charlotte scene got me in the feels. So I think that's what gets it the, the fifth scrunchie. For me,
2: For me, it loses a scrunchie. Maybe, maybe four and a half. Maybe it loses half a scrunchie because, and I didn't mention this actually, as much as I always love to see Samantha gallivanting, I thought mm-hmm. that the episode was very well put together, except Samantha seemed kind of absurdly removed from the rest of it and it was to me slightly, I don't know, just slightly off Well if you know why
1: that is, don't you? It's because at this point they couldn't even be in the same room as oh, each shit. other
2: Oh <laughs> shit, yes, well we'll, we, we'll have to keep an eye out for that as we go mm-hmm. forward as well God
1: Yeah. They, yes, well we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have a little look and we'll keep an eye on interactions between Carrie and Samantha mm. from here on in mm. Join us next week when we will be watching season six, episode five, Lights, Camera, Relationship, where burger just gets worse.
2: <laughs> and Carrie wears mm. one of my favourite Carrie outfits ever. I mean it's absurd, but I love
1: it. <gasps> is it the is it the Prada? The bag. The the, yeah. the, the tassel, yeah. Mm. It's a fashion moment. Mm. Um, we will join you then for some really, really brilliant Smith Jared acting <laughs> as well. And by acting We mean his bottom. (laughs) Okay, then, and we will see you next week. Bye bye for now. Bye.
3: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.